Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Mo H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Northern California. Today is Tuesday, May 8th, and this is the 10 a.m. East Coast Time, Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are on page 59, the second paragraph. Here are the steps we took through steps 5, admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. And the comments are focused today only on steps four and five. Today's readers are John Kay for the 12 steps, Leslie M. for the 12 traditions, and our readers of the text are Terry A. H. and Stephanie L. The share ID for Monday, May 7th, the 10 a.m. East Coast Time meeting is 11,387. That's 11387. And for Tuesday, today, May 8th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 11,390. That's 11390. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Add a vision for you, big book study. Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask John Kay to read the 12 steps. Press star one, John. Sorry about that. It went back. This is John Kiernan, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Los Angeles. This is the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our 
John, and I will now ask Leslie M. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Leslie M. from Long Island, New York, uh, reading the 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Uh, thank you for allowing me to do, your, do this service. Thank you for your service, MoH, and I pass. Thank you, Leslie M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To, to share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book, and we are on page 59, beginning with um, uh, here are the steps we took through step five, admitted to God, etc. And our comments will be focused on four and five only. And I will now ask Terry A.H. to get us started. Terry. Good morning. My name is Terry A.H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maine. Here are the steps we took, which was suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 
Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. And I'm really, really grateful to be sharing on these two steps. Um, I always say I, I love <laughs> I love these steps, but if you know me, I, I say I love every step when I when I talk about it. So here we are. You know, this is the first place that we take action after we make the decision to go on. Um, you know, we talked about two and three yesterday, and here we are talking about four and five. And I just want to go into um, I want to go on page 64 where, you know, this is the first step that we take action. And it says, uh, taking, a, taking a commercial inventory is a fact-finding, which means searching, and a fact-facing, which means fearless, process. It is an effort to discover the truth about the stock and trade. One object is to disclose damaged or unsaleable goods, to get rid of them promptly without regret. If the owner of the business is to be successful, he cannot fool himself about the values. So when I get here, I always, you know, we talk about, you, you'll hear that this stuff's scary, you know, it's, and it's really not. And how I explain it, I'm such a visual person, so I love sharing this with others. And so I look at step four, like, it's an inventory to get me unblocked, and I like to use the visual. So if you can pitch yourself, you know, you cook this nice seafood dinner for your family, and you have lots of leftovers, and you put the leftovers in a clear container and you put it in the fridge. And every time you open the refrigerator, you can see this container and you know it's there because you, you, you open the fridge and you see it. Then you go to the grocery, grocery store and, um, you know, the family helps you put away groceries. So in goes the milk, the eggs, the juice, you know, the meats, all the, all the refrigerated stuff, water. And all of a sudden that seafood container gets pushed way in the back of the fridge and you can no longer see it and you forget that it's there. And then a week goes by, you open that fridge, and you smell this ungodly smell. You know, you, 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 um, you go in and you search diligently and fearless to find out what that, what that stink is, and you find the container with the shrimp in it or the seafood in it, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that container, I'm going to uncover it, discover it, that it's, it's no longer serving me, and I'm going to discard it. And it's the same thing. I'm going to discard it without regret. And it's the same thing that I do with this inventory that, um, you know, uh, the, fourth step, the fourth step is really not to find out who I am. It's to find out who I'm not because I've learned with that decision. Um, it's a reminder for me in step three that I had to quit playing God in step four. And to be able to share that in step five, step five is the vital step that's that's going to break down the barriers between myself, my fellows, and God. And I'm so grateful for this process because it's the process to get you free and, and to be able to live this life of um, happiness, joyousness, and, and freedom. So thanks for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Terry A.H. And now I will open up the lines for those who would like to share on Just Steps 4 and 5 only. Terry When M. Jen A. Shannon S. All right, I missed Terry H. Terry H. Okay, I missed Robin P. Robin P. I have Terry. I think was the first person. Was it Terry or Carrie? Carrie S. Yes. Carrie S. And then the second person I missed. Wendy M. Wendy M. Thank you, Wendy. All right. Sure. I could take one more. 
Lisa Jr. Okay, I'll take you, Lisa. Okay, we have Carrie S, Wendy M, Jen A, Shannon S, Terry H, Robin P, and Lisa J R. If I have any of your names wrong, please correct me. We'll start out with Carrie S. Good morning. This is Carrie S, living in the sunlight of the spirit in Golden, Colorado. Gratefully recovered. Thank you, God. And I'm just going to start my timer. Um, so I like that I heard on the morning, the morning call that. It is not a dissertation. Step four is not a, it's not a time that I'm going to take and write a manuscript of all the things that, that bothered me that we have to, it's a searching and fearless inventory that we do quickly and we get it done. We get through it so that we don't go back into our untreated food addiction. And um, I'm working with a gal right now and I, I keep, she's starting her four step inventory and um and what I'm finding is what I used to do when I did my inventory is I overthought it, I overanalyzed it, I over uh, scrutinized it, criticized it, judged it, and that is what I that that's going to keep me in my illness. That's going to keep me stuck and blocked from God. And God is the one that's going to get me um, out of this this food addiction. And so, um, I like I heard on the morning meeting at you know in column two there's a reason why a lot of these sheets have a small place, a little small, we, we need 19 words or less that I'm not going to write a big dissertation. And, um, and thank you to our, the gal who started us off. We, we are going to uncover, we're going to discover, and we're going to discard those things that, that are keeping us from God, keeping us from the sunlight of the spirit. And, um, and I'm grateful that, and so in, in the fifth step, this is where we're going to, you know, find humility and, and share with another. And so I'm just going to leave it with that, leave it at that. I'm just so grateful to be on the lines this morning. And um, if you're struggling out there, the, the steps are the answer. The tools will get you there to help you, but the steps are the answer. So um, I had to do the work before I got recovered, and it's a miracle. Thanks for that. I'll pass Thank you, Carrie S. Wendy M., followed by Jen A. Yes, good morning, Wendy M., Boulder, Colorado, recovered, and I thank God for my entire abstinence this morning, Um, and I love all of you, and thank you, moderator, for your service. Um, So the thing I heard first about 17 years ago is the only way to do four steps wrong is to not do it, Um, and I tell my sponsors that all the time, and when I started out, I also wrote a dissertation. Um, it took years to do step four. And now, um, I think my last time I did step four, and I recommend doing it again and again and again. And sometimes we do a step four, um, even though we're in 10, 11, and 12, because I need to do a thorough review of something that's up. Um, you know, and now I do, maybe I spend two weeks, a week and a half on step four, and I encourage my sponsors to really go no longer than two weeks. You don't have to um, because the way I show up in the world, my resentment is going to be almost the same every single time, right, because I show up for that. Um, I also want to say that um, the power of step four is that I'm going to tell another person. And I didn't, I never told anybody anything. I I probably wasn't even aware of my dishonesty. Um, And, you know, when you tell someone and they say to me, I did that also, me too, right? That shame just melts away. 
Um, there's nothing like it. And, you know, when my folks share with me, my three words are, I get it. I get it. I'm there. I'm here. I, I get it. Me too. And there's nothing like that. That is the most nourishing and, and, and valuable thing to hear when doing a fourth step and a fifth step. Um, and, and then just with regard to the actual my part, right, so I'm a blame machine, right? I never saw my part with anything. It was always somebody else. That is my story. And today I get to do my part. And when I say I get to do my part, it frees me up every time, right? Like I can write a dissertation about you, but when I start with what's my part here, how am I selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and afraid, that gives me relief, that gives me freedom, that gets me to God instantly. My problems melt away when I look at my part. So my selfishness is you're not doing my script. My selfishness is you're not taking care of my dependency needs. I love that one. It speaks directly to my experience. You all are supposed to take care of my dependency needs. That's always the bottom line with my selfishness. And then the dishonesty, I'm swimming in it, right? I do the same thing that person did, you know, or I'm expecting everybody to be different than they are. Self-seeking, I want to control you, get my way, I'll be nice, I'll be mean, it doesn't matter. And fear, it's all based on fear. Somebody said earlier this morning, it's based on fear and self, right? I'm a people pleaser, user, taker, and I want something. And it's based on I'm terrified. And when I get to God, that is relief. And when I tell you my deep, darkest, um, I get that relief as well. And it is a spiritual experience. It is God. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Wendy M. Jen A., followed by Shannon S. Good morning. This is Jen A. Thank you so much for your service. Um, Compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic recovered here in the state of Colorado. Oh, wow. So we just did one, two, and three. And for me, that was a that was a great place to be. Um, and I'm turning my will and my life over to the care of God. Um, so I don't need to worry about what's going to be um, uncovered, discovered, and discarded like we're hearing this morning. How free do I want to be? I want to write it down. Does it have to be perfect? No. Um, but here's the thing. Inside this closet of mine, inside my soul, the closet of my soul, I have been harboring and keeping all these things, and all these things are what are, are, are causing me to struggle excuse me, struggle and not be the person that God wants me to be. And when I look at other people and I say, I want what you have, I'm willing to take this next action step and I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to do it quickly. I'm willing um, to do it and and then give it over to somebody else. How freeing is that? Um, A lot of people are, you know, I've heard uh, sponsors say, but I don't, I don't want to tell you my deepest, darkest secret. And I go, um, would you like to hear one of mine? <laughs> I'd be happy to tell you one of my deepest and darkest. And I did. I shared that with a sponsee. And uh, you know what? She had nothing to worry about. She hadn't done what I had done. And I probably haven't done what the other person has done. And does that really matter? No. But I don't want to be tied up in this bondage. This bondage of self and fear is what causes me to eat and what causes me to not be able to live life and to not be able to manage my life. So if I turn everything over to God and I truly do this housekeeping and I write all these things down and I give it over to somebody else, it's no longer my secret. It is free and it's in the air and it's gone. Guess what? 
Now I get to work on these other things that God's brought into my view. And those are the spiritual maladies that he is later going to remove for me or help remove in step seven. And that's the freeing part of this program is that, you know what, those things that are going to come up in step four, guess what? I'm not in step four anymore. And those things are still going to crop up because there's for me, there's five core spiritual maladies that keep reappearing in my life. And you know what this book reminds me? It's spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. And I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. And my life isn't going to be perfect, but I'm going to keep coming back and working these steps with action and determination. And because why? Because I know that because of the spiritual awakening, God is with me and nothing, nothing is, nothing can't be solved without a spiritual solution and the help of God. So thank you so much for um, just being of service today, um, for allowing me to have a seat. And um, if you're on your fourth step right now, write it down. It doesn't matter because later it's going to crop up and you're going to keep dealing with it and keep dealing with it. It's going to get less and less and less. And that's the beauty. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. Shannon S., followed by Terry H. Good morning. This is Shannon S., a recovered compulsive reader and anorexic in New York. Um, <clears throat> I love, uh, well, I love all the steps, <laughs> but um, I really I really love these steps because this is the start of the action, and this is where I really start to get, I really start to get freedom. I was just in a face-to-face meeting yesterday, and we were, we were talking on step five. And um, I remember when I did my first fourth step, I I um, took a long time with it because I was really afraid of going into step five. Little did I know is that, that where that's where even more freedom would be found. And I remember doing my first fifth step and almost looking at my sponsor and looking to try to read her facial expressions to see how she was going to respond. And the fact that she loved, still loved me and accepted me unconditionally after that was like nothing that I'd ever experienced before because I'd never opened myself up to be that vulnerable, to be that honest and truthful and that trusting of another person. And so that woman, she helped to really reflect God to me. And I really, um, I, I just really could tell that within her um, it was God with skin on, and it helped me to recognize that, you know, God loves me the same each and every day, no matter what, just like this person did. But it really knocked my socks off because it was like nothing that I ever experienced before. And when I say something out loud, that's where I get the freedom. And I, as a lot of recovered people say, I too am living in 10, 11, and 12. But for me, that means I need to be living in all the steps every day because step 10 is a a compilation of four through nine. And for me also, I've done several four steps. Even as I'm recovered and even doing my daily 10 steps, God is constantly taking me deeper. And he's revealing more to me through life situations, through memories, et cetera. So I really need to be working on a a bigger fourth step on a more regular basis. For me, it's not a once and done, and smaller 10 steps just haven't quite done it for me. God really has me digging in deeper with my relationships and and, um, different behavior patterns and and things like that. But I, I really regret that I dragged my feet for so long, actually on my first two fourth steps, um, one, because I didn't get the freedom, and then two, because I relapsed. 
and the relapse came so slow and it came so sudden. And so I just recommend to my sponsees, I give them a week, maybe 10 days, and then we're going to do this thing. And don't worry about forgetting things or leaving things out because they're going to come up again. And it's not a once and done. We get to go back to this stuff every day as often as we need to. And I'll just close with this is that it's very interesting to me that often the people that I have the most resentment towards, those are the people that I have done the most harm towards. And so that's just a really, really interesting, interesting uh, fact for me and an interesting revelation. But um, with the, the later steps, I get to clean that up. So thank you so much. I'll pass. Thank you, Shannon S. Terry H., followed by Robin P. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H., a recovered compulsive eater, bulimic, anorexic in North Carolina. Very grateful today. Beautiful day. Um, I'm so grateful that I had a sponsor work, work with me to go through this process. You know, when I got to step three and I made that decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, you know, I was ready. I was ready to, to do whatever and turn it over. I spent many years in therapy writing about my resentments, my fears, my shames, and all the wrongs that everyone else has done to me. Um, however, you know, I really didn't really write about or talk about my role in, in all of that. And so I was, I was interested to see, you know, um, what came out of my fourth step as I uh, went at it. And, you know, I followed my, gu- my sponsor's guidance and directions. I did not spend a whole lot of time in it because it was just a bunch of yuck. <laughs> and I really wanted to move through it. And we followed the big book. And then my step five. My step five for me was the biggest turning point in my recovery process, sharing all of that yuck and hearing about the patterns and the processes that I, I um, in my part, my character defects, the things that I did and my role in all of that as well. And just being able to share that and get it all out with my sponsor, with God, and hearing it for myself was probably the biggest turning point in, in my recovery process. You know, I did my fifth step in my walk-in closet at my house, and I sat in that closet for over a couple hours um, speaking with my sponsor on the phone and just going through that process because, you know, I just, I needed to be alone. I needed to be quiet and I needed to go through that process. It was the scariest, hardest thing I ever did, but, you know, it was well worth it. And it is what I needed to do to clear those blocks between me and my higher power and to, you know, just to move forward. And when I came out of that closet after that period of time, you know, it, I, was, it was, I was just a different person, you know, and I was ready to continue the journey and continue on. It was not easy, I can tell you. I was frustrated. I was embarrassed. I felt shame. But, you know, I have nothing to learn from shame. And I, every day, you know, when that comes up, I battle it 100%. And I'm just really grateful that I had that opportunity and that process. You know, today in my life, you know, I, ha- I experienced so much freedom and serenity. Um, I was able to do a triathlon this past weekend. I re-injured a foot. But, you know, all in all, I had a really great time. And I wasn't battling my foods. I was experiencing life 
enjoying life on life's terms. And, you know, I'm just taking it one day at a time. And, um, you know, for the newcomers, hang in there. Follow your uh, sponsor's guidance. Follow the big book's guidance. And just sit down and get it done. And clear out those blocks. Because there's a lot of freedom and serenity right. out there to be had. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Terry H. Robin P., followed by Lisa J.R. Hi, this is Robin P. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater um, in Los Angeles on Pacific Time. And God bless everybody. Thank you so much for your shares. Wow, awesome. And thanks so much for your service, Mo. And, um, you know, so for me, I, I, you know, I my first fourth step I did years ago, and I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> I'd start on Broadway and all this stuff. And, you know, my sponsor was pregnant, and she fell asleep in my fifth step, you know, and I went, huh, well, that's how interesting this is. And um, this time um, I'm two and a half years abstinent, thank God, by God's grace. And um, this time when I did the fifth step, you know, I, I thought that, you know, I grew up with so much child abuse and as one of those, you know, and, uh, and, you know, really survived a lot of things. And um, I thought my sponsor was going to say, what other people have said, wow, you're such a miracle and you seem so functional, you know. And she said, wow, I hear so much self-pity. And I went, I just started laughing like, oh, my God, you're so right. And I could never have seen that if I did my own fifth step. That's why we work with a sponsor and we don't sponsor ourselves. <laughs> and um, it was such a blessing and such a relief to me. And I literally went, huh? You know, and, and then I went, wow, that's right. And and I'm so grateful for the steps. I went through the steps very quickly, um, you know, uh, via the phone meetings. And in about two and a half weeks, it was such a blessing that now I get to live in 10, 11, and 12. And um, that's my saving grace to, you know, um, you know, when I'm selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, resentful, or fearful, I really get to you know, turn it over to my sponsor, give it to God, and go help someone else. And that's my miracle um, in my every day that I have now, that I have a solution. And these steps, every one of them, they're a solution for me. You know, step three, I get to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, not the abuse of God, the care of God. And, um, and that in 11, I get to you know, seek through prayer and meditation, bring only for knowledge of his will for me and the power to carry that out. That keeps it so simple for me. You know, if I'm only praying for the knowledge of his will for me and the power to carry that out, I get to have a good day. And um, the other thing I just wanted to say was about step four is that it's the same for me about step eight when I take sponsees through the steps, you know, that step four is step four. It's not step five. I don't have to worry about, oh, what's my sponsor going to think about this, you know, I just get to focus on the step at hand. When I'm doing my fourth step or when my sponsee is doing their fourth step, they just get to focus on their fourth step. And then when they get to the fifth step, they get to the fifth step. Same with step eight. You know, I'm I'm making a list. I'm not actually making the amends during step eight. So I don't have to worry about the amends. I just get to do that step. And, and that helps me to just stay in the here and now. God bless everybody in your recoveries. And thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Robin P. And Lisa J.R., Good morning, everybody. I'm Lisa Jr. from Baltimore. Um, very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater this morning. 
And when I get on this particular meeting, I am thrilled when I hear people say they're from Colorado because I'm a Rocky Mountain girl and I dearly loved the time that I spent there, the years that I spent there. And um, I think about the roads and the highways and sometimes when you're driving that continental divide and, you know, you're on top of a mountain and it's just straight down. There's, there's just nothing but, you know, nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. So I had to look at these steps like they were, they were um, instructions for the road. And I remember being there, you know, you would come to these, these blind turns and you'd see a sign that said, you know, 30 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour, um, and, a, and, a, and an arrow to the left. When I saw that, I didn't put my foot on the gas and turn right, obviously. I paid attention to what the arrow said. And that's how I had to approach these, these steps here. Just like, you know, I don't see what's on the other side and faith is just like doing it, like paying attention to what it says. So here I come to my, you know, I do uh, the, the give up steps in one, two, and three. I gave it up, gave it to God. And then I start the cleanup. And wow, I was holding a bag of bricks that I, I must have been uh, trudging through the unhappy destiny with a, a, in a trough that was, you know, two feet because of the, the bag of resentments I was carrying behind me. So I got to put them to pen and paper. And then I got to tell them to somebody. And those bricks were like Red Bull. They had little wings on them and they flew away. Um, and it was extraordinary because I was free. Um, and then I had to continue on, obviously, but that was a, a cleansing moment. I had tried it before, and I had a volume of War and Peace uh, when I first came into program, um, a regular OA meeting. I found a sponsor. It, you know, I said the squares are too small on this printout. What am I, what am I supposed to do with this resentment? I, I can't fit it in here. So I got a, a binder, and I wrote this volume of resentments, and it did me no good. It just made me take the hammer out of the offender's hand and beat myself with it. But when I did it the big book way, as it's supposed to be done, it was uh, like my little bricks got wings and they flew away, never to be seen again. So it works. It really works if you work it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Lisa J.R. I will now, for those of you who uh, got on the line late, uh, tell you where we're at. We're on page 59, the second paragraph. Here are the steps we took through. Step 5, admitted to God, and the comments is, are only on 4 and 5 only. I will now take some names for the second part of our sharing. Eileen S. Liz D. Cynthia C. Jordan L. Sherry KB. I think that's all we'll have time for. If we do, um, I will open it up. So I have Eileen S, Liz D, Cynthia C. C, thank you. <laughs> Jordan L and Sherry KB. All right, Eileen S followed by Liz D. Thank you very much. Um, my name is Eileen. I'm from Portland, Oregon, and uh, very grateful to be on the line. I'm hearing a lot of noises somehow. I don't know if somebody needs to move. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, 
If you're not Eileen S., please press star 1 to mute your phone. Thank you, Eileen. Eileen, are you there? We've lost you. Oh, yes. Somehow I got muted. I don't know. Sorry. Thank you. Um, I'm just embarking on my fourth step and in, in visions, and I'm, I'm, I feel really excited about it. Of course, I have a little bit of trepidation, but I, I feel really excited. And I've done a fourth step in plain old, ordinary, regular OA, and it was very helpful. But I'm seeing things in just, I'm seeing the whole program in such a different way right now um, that I just feel kind of excited. And uh, right now I'm not working and I kind of feel like my, and I haven't been for a while. So working this program, I'm working the steps of the sponsor, of course, and working this program is like my full-time job right now. And I feel like I'm putting that much time into it. But I'm very, I feel very blessed that I can. And um I yeah, I love hearing that the boxes are small because <laughs> I happen to write kind of big and I'm going to have to actually discipline myself to just write a small amount neatly. <laughs> I sort of write like 10, page, 10 words on a page. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so I, I, I just appreciate hearing what everybody shared about what they tell their sponsees, what their own experience was with the fourth step. Um, my sponsor, I know that I only have a limited amount of time. She didn't tell me exactly, but I know I don't want to linger on it. And I think the first time I did my fourth step, it, it, I took a lot of time because, of course, I'm a perfectionist. I got to get it all perfect. And I just feel like that's put aside for the moment. And I just, I want the freedom and the peace and the calm that I hear all of you share about. I want that freedom. And um, I... So I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. And I feel kind of excited. And that's not how I have felt before. Uh, it's just not. And so I love the idea of a limited amount of time. Don't have to ponder it for a long time. Just do it. And uh, there's a part of me that's wondering, gee, well, what's going to come up? Because I've already done this before. And hmm. And you know what? I don't know. I'm just going to ask my higher power to guide me. And I don't know how it's going to be. But I just wanted to share that I feel excited to move forward with this and see what my higher power has in store for me because I just have this anticipation of excitement and and joy and I want to get to the other side. Um, so with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eileen S. Liz D. followed by Cynthia C. Hi, this is Liz D. in Arizona. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Thank you. I appreciate um, all the service on Vision and all the shares. And um, this is the second time I've shared on the line, but the first time I felt so connected, I'm going to try it again. Um, I wanted to read from page 70 and 71. We have begun to learn tolerance, patience, and goodwill toward all men, even our enemies, for we look on them as sick people. We have listed the people we have hurt by our conduct and are willing to straighten out the past if we can. In this book, you read again and again that faith did for us what we could not do for ourselves. I know for me, when I went through the fourth through nine, fourth and fifth step, um, the first time, you know, my, my head can only clear out as much as it can clear out in my higher power's time. I would, you know, the suggestions of work on your fourth step, go, you know, do something nice for yourself in between, the fear and anxiety were just so strong 
And my sponsor and I agreed to go back and, you know, spend more time on one, two, and three. And when I went through the steps the second time, um, four and five, it was such a relief. Um, and, and I had learned that nothing comes between me and my higher power. So the fear of, oh, my gosh, what if I write down something wrong? Or, oh, my gosh, what if um, I don't do it right? You know, it, it was up to my higher power. You know, it was not Liz's will anymore. Liz stopped writing this program. It was, it was God's will. So the fear dissipated and, and you know, the, the honesty, the common thread for me through these steps, there's many, but honesty you know, if I'm holding back and I'm, I have this fear of being honest, thoroughly honest with my resentments and my anger, you know, half measures avail nothing, you know, we, I, I will go backwards quickly, you know, and, and, you know, could be back on step zero and turn to the, the food, you know, and the gift of desperation and not wanting to go back to where I came from keeps me moving forward and these steps are, I believe, in, an, in order for a reason. So... Um, I'm just really grateful for vision, grateful to be abstinent today and, and the tools of, of this recovery. So um, thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Liz D., Cynthia C., followed by Jordan L. This is Cynthia C., may I be heard? Yes, you may. Yes, you are. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This is my first time on um, the 10 o'clock vision meeting, so Welcome. I just can't Thank you. And I came on a little late. I am um, on my way. I live in Boston, and I'm on my way to Maine for a business trip. And, you know, and I'm so grateful for this meeting. I just, I I was getting on, and I was feeling tense, you know. I'm a little nervous about how I'm going to handle food the whole way through. Like, you know, there are limitations. There are some challenges. I've talked to my sponsor. I've made a plan. But, you know, I have some anxiety. And really... If I take a deep breath, if I work the steps, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And it may not be my script comes out of the next four days, but it will be my higher power script. And if I work the steps and if I stay close to the big book, then I am really okay no matter what happens because I can remember that I am cared for and loved and protected by something greater than myself. And whether that is my higher power, the power of the the fellowship of our group, of, you know, of the chat groups that I'm in or whatever, that I am not, I'm not going on this trip alone. Um, And I'm doing a lot of new things on this trip and it will be challenging my brain. And, you know, those are the times that I went for the food. That is when I absolutely went for the food. But today... You know, I've worked through the steps, and and I and I know, you know, and by working the fourth step and my fifth step, I know what my character defects of selfishness and fear. I see those patterns come up, and when they do come up, that it's good for me to remember that I can take a deep breath, I can pray to my higher power, and I can ask my higher power to guide me and to give me that intuitive thought or decision. I can live because I have done the steps. I can live in steps. 10, 11, and 12 today, and that I don't have to do this alone. Now, and the gift of making that this trip is, a, you know, that it's a road trip instead of my flying means that I actually get to make phone calls, and I get to connect in with people. But, you know, in terms of the fourth step, it was such a gift to me, and I've done it a few times, 
but doing it according to the big book was tremendous. It was such a relief. And, you know, and, and I learned this time that, you know, my higher power wasn't looking for me to take a hammer to my head and beat myself up. My higher power simply wanted me to go on a fact-finding mission to see what were my resentments, you know? Who was I resentful towards? And then what was coming up for me, you know? How was this affecting me? And then which of my character defects are coming up? And to then see the whole pattern, it was such a, it was such a tremendous gift. It was such a relief. And to share it with my sponsor, who was kind and loving, and she has a she totally different background than I do, is not experience of things that I do, but Fine. she just she was just very accepting, and so I'm just really glad to connect here with everybody while I'm on my way to Maine. And thank you um, all for your service. Very grateful. With that, I pass. Thank you, Cynthia C. Uh, Jordan L. We have five minutes, so if you will take like two and a half, and we'll give two and a half to Sherry. Yes, sounds good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Good morning. My name is Jordan Now. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. <clears throat> um, so step four and five uh, made a searching and fearless moral inventory, right? Um, and it is a moral inventory. It's not an immoral inventory. So we're not just writing all the bad stuff we ever did. <laughs> um, it says very clearly moral inventory. Uh, which basically just means the truth. Um, and that's all it is, is like the search for the truth about the stock and trade. Um, <clears throat> and the stock and trade being our uh, thought and behavior patterns. <clears throat> and we're just discovering whether or not they serve us anymore. You know, whether or not they make sense, whether or not that is the way that we want to walk through this world. We can walk through this world and um, be recovered, you know? Um, And I found the same thing with my fifth step, as many people have already mentioned. Um, There was a lot of stuff on there that I thought was pretty deep and dark and nasty. Um, And my sponsor heard it and um, wanted to talk to me the next day. So it was all good. Um, and the last thing I just wanted to say, um, my life, my life before my fourth step and fifth step looked exactly the way it looks after my fourth and fifth step. Um, it's me that changed through that process. Like it, it's the exact same, same job, same boyfriend, same people I live with, same coworkers, all of that. Um, the only thing that changed throughout that process and mind you, everything changed in my life throughout that process was me. Um, so that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> well, thank you, Jordan, for keeping it short. You're left three minutes for Sherry KB. Good morning, Mo. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California. Very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you so much for your service, Mo, and everybody on the line. And I'm going to jump right in here. Okay, so on the fourth step, it's asking yourself how free do you want to be? And it talks about how precisely we do this in this book. And it's precise. It's very precise. And if you look on page 65, uh, if you look at um, the cause, uh, there's a total of uh, 19 words for Mr. Brown, 18 words for Mrs. Jones, uh, 14 words for my employer, and 11 words for my wife. 
And what that tells me is that, Sherry, I don't, you don't need more than two sentences per resentment, fear, and sex conduct. Um, because while you're in there doing your four-step work, your higher power is in there cleaning out all the muck and freeing you up. So, you know what, we only need the facts. Just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. And um, also that those who are afraid about certain things, uh, I urge you to turn to page 124 and read the first two paragraphs. It's amazing um, how, if any fear you have about your wondering to yourself, well, if I write this down, I'm going to have to give it away on my fifth step. Well, I encourage you to read page 124. Um, and uh, if not, call me because I, I can uh, give you a lot of experience, strength, and hope. And then I just want to say no one's really talked much about the fifth step, so I just wanted to put this out, that the fifth step is such an honor uh, to listen to one. Um, It is such an honor to hear someone's fifth step. And, um, excuse me, their fourth step, listening in in the fifth step. It's being a witness. And really what I get is I'm just a witness to watch the person and their higher power uh, do the fifth step. And what I love right here is on page 75 on the third paragraph. It says, returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour, carefully reviewing what we have have done. And, you know, um, for me, returning home means uh, returning home to the true self, returning home to that place that my higher power intended me to be. And so so by doing all this work this way, through the big book, and I've done a lot of four steps, but nothing like this. It is life-changing, um, and if you want this, we've done it. You can do it. I was afraid I wouldn't get it. I promise you, you will get it, and it's all due to this wonderful higher power that we connect with, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB, and thanks to all for sharing this morning, all those on the line and for those that gave service. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I will now ask Stephanie L. to read A Vision for You. Good morning, everyone. It's Stephanie L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California. All righty. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you.